party down location Mysterious, wanna rock this con like my man James Tiberius Jesse and Marina, they're mad clever like the Negus Gonna guide you through the scenes, beam from London to Las Vegas Where to go, how to dress, when to sleep, who to see Celebs not to miss, Sardis Wong and SMG Star Trek into awesome, build some memories at last Set the proper course, the Shorely Podcast Boom Welcome to the 91st episode of Shorely, your Star Trek convention community podcast. I'm Marina Kravchuk, one of your co-hosts, and with me is, as always, the amazing Jesse Akando. Jesse, how are you? Hello! I am great. Thank you. Uh, I am excited to talk about this, or not talk much, but just relive STLV through you guys. So uh, I, I'm super excited. I, I know I missed out on a lot, and I uh, just want to say to everybody who sent me notes because they miss me, like it meant a lot. And mm. my piggy bank for STLB has reappeared. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that next year. Uh, yes. So thank it- you so much. You were you were sorely missed, Jesse, because you are very much a fixture of both STLV and the cruise. And this year it was just lacking because you were not oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this episode is basically a follow-up to STLV and we decided to have the admins of the Star Trek Experiences group, Convention Experiences group on Facebook. So with us is uh, Ron and Heather. Welcome back. Thank hey. you. Hey. So uh, let me, let me, uh, Heather, can you just reintroduce us to yourself, even though we just chatted with you a month ago? <laughs> oh, gosh. What, what do I, what am I doing now? What am I doing at this point in my Trek life? Uh so I, my name is Heather Ray Barker, and I uh, just just concluded uh, Mission Log Live Strange New Worlds. Uh, sad to see season two end, since who knows how long we'll be waiting for season three. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. And uh, now I am debuting a new podcast, Federation of Changemakers, Attractivism podcast, uh, coming out next month, hopefully on schedule, and we're going to be talking to people doing the real work, the real work uh, to help change the world and get us closer to Ron Berry's vision. Uh, so I'm doing all that stuff, and then keeping an eye on the group with all of you. Perfect. Hey, thanks, Ron. We missed you last time, so this whole podcast is just you talking. If you're okay with that. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I don't think the four of us can ever be at one convention together. There's always one that has to be sitting it out. Uh, so you were missed, uh, but yeah, it was so much fun. Um, I am. Let's see. I'm also hosting the Con Pod, which is kind of a mirror podcast to yours, which will probably be on hiatus for a little while. Um, but yeah, what a crazy month it's been since Vegas. Marie and I were talking beforehand, and it's just the time absolutely flies the time at the convention flies the time after it flies the only time that doesn't fly is waiting for the next convention (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing it's like that internet meme you know the one where you have uh you know picard looking all dignified you know it's the time before the convention and then you have this kind of a blur in the middle and then the crying (laughs) picard at the end and it's it's the same experience every year (laughs) it really is all righty, so let's get started. Marina, let's start with uh, you kind of the master of ceremonies usually. So where do we start? Like, Well, uh, let's uh, just, just sort of like, I'm, I'm curious, you know, like a first blush, you know, like this was a convention that felt a lot like 
a restart, actually, because, I mean, we did have 2021, which was a, a very interesting experience with the pandemic requirements in place and things that had to be done differently just by virtue of, you know, having those restrictions. And then 2022 was an odd one out again because we were at a different location. Now we're back in Rio. We back to having all this. I mean, it's still a weird one and we'll touch upon that. But nevertheless, it feels like a, a, finally the convention kind of like, re, you know, going almost full speed, so to speak. So first blush, your reaction, you know, like did the convention hit all the spots for you? You know, like, was that something that you, well, yes, that's exactly what I expected or okay, no, we're still getting there. So first blush, uh, you know, uh, impression of, of your week in Vegas. And let's start with Heather. Oh, goodness. Um, It felt really great to be back home. Uh, as I think it's been said on other podcasts all around the podcast first that it's, you know, uh, I'll ref I'll refrain from profanity, but it's our dump and we love it. Like it's a dump, but it's our dump kind of thing. Um, at Rio hadn't really changed a whole lot. I know there was a lot of panic in the beginning about Starbucks not being open. And even though I called and talked to the Rio and they said that the Starbucks at Ipanema was open, it was not. So we had a longer wait for coffee, you know, it, it that wasn't that bad. I think overall it felt pretty similar. Um, there were small, small things we were missing, like the, the better screens in the main, the main hall is the main hall, the Leonard Nimoy hall now. That's right. Or, yes. Okay. Um, I did not get a program this year, so I don't remember what things are called, but we did not have the super fancy screens that we used to have. So sitting way, way back, it was a little different, but not terrible. Um, my room was fine. It was the same old room that I was used to. And the convention itself, pretty typical. I got to see like one and a half panels. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, it was great. It was great to be back. It was great to see everybody. That's the most important part. And to be in a space that was familiar and didn't feel cramped. They felt like Bally's or horseshoe whatever it is now I felt like it was so cramped last yeah. year um so it was nice to have all that space my my toes have not recovered I think I have nerve damage in, in one of my toes from walking in high heels the whole week which I know I should not have done but I did not prepare <laughs> wisely I was very dumb in that regard but I, you know overall it was great it was just missing Jesse yeah. But did you look good, Heather? That's all that matters. <laughs> I'd like to think that I did. I'd like to think that I did. In fact, I left my boots, those con boots I've had since 2016. I bought them for the augment, the Enterprise Augment cosplay. And yeah. I ran ran them into the ground. They the heat like the heel was coming off. They were falling apart. So I left them in Vegas and like sang a sad song and then got back and found them online and so i ordered a new pair so the boots wow. will be back but also there will be flats and well, other shoes and not boots the whole week and uh always remember to break in your other shoes before you go to stlv so that they don't cut your feet up so that you're not stuck in high heel boots the whole week that's a great tip <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'll into and say Heather looked fabulous. I don't Aww. think I saw you once in the vendors room or the main theater, but we must have passed each other 30 times um, in the Ipanema hallway. And every time she was dressed differently 
and everything <laughs> looked fantastic. So yes, you look fabulous. Thank you. Special shout out to um, Pop Galaxy. That's what they're called these days. Uh, Pop Galaxy Clothing, who uh, furnished most of my clothing over the years. I bought it all myself. Not wow. not a paid advertisement. I love their stuff. And this year it gave uh, gave way for the the high Barbie event with the pink tops and the purple tops that a lot of people were wearing. And that was a lot of fun. So thank you, Ron. <laughs> yeah, my the big thing that so uh, the thing that I wanted to ask you guys on, on here was <clears throat> I remember sending Maureen a message and I'm like, what is that thing that's the centerpiece this year? <laughs> people's responses to that (laughs) so so just to uh, so the centerpiece itself from what i was told was actually created by a fan who also happens to be an artist and uh i do not know why it was rather ingloriously removed at the end because there was probably no way to disassemble it and that's why kind of they had to quite literally destroy it in order to remove it for the next event coming after us um but as they were assembling it yeah they were it kind of looked borgish and people like well is it a borg pyramid and seeing how things have to be a certain way you know it's being disguised as a pyramid instead of a cube uh, who knows uh but it obviously has stld on it and everything anyway i took some pictures to share because it just looked rather unusual uh and then uh once the convention started there were actually um two plaques added um uh, to uh right next to uh this element this this uh, centerpiece and this is actually the remnant of the whole threll empire thing wow. that uh we've witnessed over the last couple of years a couple of years um and actually the plaque had the picture of uh the folks who played the parts of like basically astronauts that went on to meet the thrill empire and unfortunately never made it back so there's a picture of our friend eric from uss rio right there because he took part in it and the whole thing was just a you know delightful reminder of this unusual thing that creation had put together to kind of explain the decorations and centerpieces and everything else that they had because it could not be tracked anymore. Um, but I think everybody was just, it was, it was a mix of uh, sort of, well, it, it was, it looks fun enough. Um, so some excitement and then uh, people were just having fun with it because it is a, some probably the most unusual centerpiece that we've had so far. Um, so yeah, I didn't realize it was this thing until I actually read what the plaques said and uh yeah it's uh it's it's funny <laughs> i find it it, I find it, funny. it um i did i did appreciate that they had stuff that said stlv on it yeah. um and i have no qualms about it. it stlv really can stand for anything it's 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 not beholden because we call it star trek las vegas it's not violating anything because of that so yeah, well, i i thought it was really kind of sweet yeah <laughs> it was there yeah, so- it is but and people are saying like well everybody knows what stlv is and and seeing you know i would actually call this entire convention experience this year is a convention of euphemisms because yeah. because of this yeah, uh, WGA and sag after a strike uh you know, a lot of things would be like yeah you know that 90s show you know like and you substitute mm-hmm. like words and things and you know garrett was signing autographs at his table with you know instead of putting red alert he would put puce warning you know <laughs> you know holding <laughs> things with different words so in this way it's like yeah stlv that that could be anything, you know, you know, it's that thing. 
Well, you know what it is. Yeah. It was <laughs> after however many years that we've been calling it that, it was nice to see it like quasi, quasi not official, but you know, just, yeah. just well, there. You know, now that we know that TOS stands for those old scientists, right? <laughs> really, it right? so can be anything, right? They also had some merchandise, which I'll talk about later because I also I wanted to hear what Ron had to yes. say, like oh, Ron's yeah. first impression of the year. Yeah, it was. Uh, it felt good to get back to normal. You know, I, I the last STLB I went to was in twenty twenty one, right after the pandemic, and to a point, I think that one we were spoiled because the crowds were so light that year. Yeah. Um, this year, getting there, I was so overwhelmed that first day with just the amount of people. It was great, um, and one of my missions this year was to get autographs from the TNG cast, and the lines for these guys were just incredible i think i waited an hour and a half in line for michael dorn and well worth it it was good to see them getting the love um but no it just it definitely felt like we were back to normal saw a lot of faces that hadn't seen in a couple years um that centerpiece i will say it filled the area really well you mm -hmm. know they, i think they've done a, a good job of kind of maintaining that centerpiece i think the last at dally's i think it was the same as the 2021 convention um so it was nice to see a change but no it was just like, like we said before, it felt like coming home. It was great. All right. I actually just pulled up the um, little uh, plaque that was sort of like explaining what this item was. So like in somebody, <laughs> in, in case somebody wants to refer to it by something other than quasi Borg you know, pyramid, <laughs> uh, it, it is actually, it's called, it's a Threl Invasionary Monitoring Satellite Captured from Earth Orbit. So... Um, yeah, so um, it was a, it was a satellite <laughs> that said for, for some reasons unknown said STLV on it. So <laughs> I think the I think the question is, will we see the thrill again? Yeah. Oh is, goodness! Is it the end of the thrill? Do we do we bring back the thrill? And did, I know did it ever catch on. I guess is my question. That what? <laughs> did it ever catch on? And, uh, it was made fun of. I mean, it's, <laughs> we, we, you know, it's it's the starship is landing of STLV. So I don't know if people knew about that Star Trek .com merchandise thing where like every every week or so it was just the Enterprise is landing, the Voyager is landing. Like it was the well, most, it was the dumbest you, thing. You wish, you wish. Unfortunately, they kept it only to three ships i think out of which only one could actually realistically right land. everything else was just you know right um, so it made no sense <laughs> but no it's you know it's one of those things where i can totally understand the logic of it because you know you have this beautifully made you know borg regeneration chambers that you can no longer have looking like that or calling them borg regeneration chambers mm -hmm. what do you do with them so they become Thrill transportation devices, you know, and you paint them silver, and there you have it. People still have a nifty thing to take pictures in, and then again, everybody knows what it is. So it's it's uh you know very much a wink wink nudge nudge type of situation. Well, they that they were not there this no, year. Was no, it a, no, okay? They had a a photo, some photo op things, but there was no Borg regeneration stations. There was no um um. Energized pad. God, I feel dumb. I can't think of the, the you transporter know. pad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They had, uh, yeah, there was this, this digital photo setup, which looks like to be pretty popular. So a gentleman would take a photo of you in front of a, a, a background and then put some kind of a computer effect on it. And then, yeah, you look bored or you look like you're being disintegrated with a phaser beam. 
you right. know, the all sorts of different, different little nifty looking things. And um, yeah, I, I mean, every time I passed by, there was always a line of people standing there waiting for it. So that, that, I guess that's a successful thing. That's not the first time they were doing this. So I guess we're going to probably see it next year as well. I do wonder like what creation considers a success because this was the first year we had that art room. Mm-hmm. And every time I walked by the art room, there were people in the art room. It mm. wasn't overwhelmed, which is good, because I think the, the point was that it was supposed to be kind of not the quiet room. That was somewhere else, but a quieter place to come and do fun yeah. little things and escape the craziness of the convention. And I know people that did stuff and it was it, none of it was free. You had to pay different prices for different things. But people were there and so, yeah. so it I'm must curious, have worked. yeah yeah I'm curious like what the success level is whether or not they'll bring that kind of stuff back next oh. year they did yeah. have the balloons were free and I think they had caricatures that were yep. free yes um so some of the stuff that we used to see on the promenade some of the stuff that was new that you paid for and please bring back the photo booth sometime like that oh. that was there for a couple years and that I really miss because it was just a fun yeah a fun little thing to do but something I wanted to to bring up like now we're mentioning all these things that are primarily actually out there in the corridor is the fact that again thank goodness that we were back in Rio because the Rio actually has enough space yeah. for to feed all of this and you actually still have little spots here and there where if you are feeling overwhelmed, you actually can step away from the bustle of a very substantial crowd this year mm-hmm. and just kind of like, I don't know, sit down somewhere in the corner and just mind yourself. Um, or also you have just generally areas that by nature are kind of like set up to be quieter than, you know, any of the theaters. Uh, and that specifically, for example, they had uh, an actual gallery space this year dedicated mm-hmm. to, to Kavita's artwork, which I have to say, I, I absolutely love them. I mean, I stopped by several times just well, A, I really love her artwork and she's amazing. Yes, here, here. Um, and uh, just generally, it was obviously a quieter place because people would come in and just stand there and contemplate mm-hmm. the paintings. And, you know, some would, uh, and some of these are, were actually originals. I don't know if you've noticed some of the paintings, those were actual paintings that the lithographs were uh, made out of. Uh, the prints that she sells and yeah i'm sure that uh people were actually getting some of the artwork i mean those prints are amazing they were sold like most of her stuff was sold out i that is one thing where now kavita is a licensed artist like she has a star trek license um the convention itself does not have the star trek license she does all of her stuff the majority of it seemed to sell out i don't want to make it like a statement like i actually know for sure but the day that i finally got to go which is sunday i think um i pretty much everything was saying sold out and i don't know what the prices were um but i will say that i am very much in support of them doing this again and i would love to see it like open to fan artists or i I don't know how it all works is the point like since she is a licensed artist she can sell her stuff i guess i don't know how much that all of that matters with creation not having the license yeah. so i don't know it, like, it is, like the vendors i'm guessing you well know, the, the, but the here. thing is speaking of the vendors and i'm sure you have noticed it we had a pretty full vendor room this year yeah. and specifically quite a lot of the vendors going back to it almost felt like going back to you know pre-2020 uh there were a lot of licensees 
So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, 2021 where you come in and there's the away mission and fan sets and that's really it. No, this time around you go in and it's, yeah, it's all our old favorites, but you also have Hero Within and you have, uh, well, actually we had what, the four different clothing companies? Yeah, Volante. Uh, Volante was there. Uh, well, Pop Galaxy was there, right? They yeah, Pop Galaxy. Um, um, so, pop, yeah, Pop Galaxy, Volante, Hero Within. Star Trek Wines. Yes. Um, it's curiously they did the cruise people did not have a booth this time around but no cherry uh, so cherry tree cherry was there yeah yeah. um Um, well the way mission was there i mean he's that he i i love stopping by his his booth it's always a lot of fun um what was the what was the booth that had the the enterprise d and the enterprise g models those great big oh yes uh, that was a big one that's factory did oh yes factory yes and that was uh, I'm actually I was very uh, excited to see that because they usually big at larger shows. So you know we're talking like San Diego, New York Comic Con level, and the, this was their very first Las Vegas. And they yeah. brought, as you could see, they brought everything, all the especially they, they brought some of the uh, prototypes. You know you you could see what the um, uh, if if anybody ever purchased the like the TNG medical set or uh, they they they're gonna have the tricorder, you know, with working lights and everything. So you could actually see all this in the displays and then of course he has the ships um and i think some they even had some of the exclusives that they had um just recently premiered in san diego so this was you you know you walk in it was a a very substantial vendor room there was a lot of stuff to explore and i mean of course we had the usual you know the triple guy was there folks who sell t-shirts and uh old posters and just generally older older mickey was there always you know (laughs) crocheted stuff i got a shout out to mickey always got a shout out to mickey She's, yeah, like great. she hand makes all that stuff. So yeah, that's uh, and there were <laughs> then she had Mickey had like the most amazing outfits all week long, like the batlet through her head. The, yeah, that's my favorite uh, one. <laughs> the Borg four twenty of four of twenty Borg, like I I love she's so creative. I loved everything that she did. Um, yeah. and there were some other handmaids. I honestly. I never felt like I really saw every single booth. Like I did not get to spend time looking at every single one uh, because it was so big. And just, you know, every time you go in the vendor's room, you run into somebody and you start talking and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go look at things. And then, nope. Um, I I just kept circling back there because every time I would, same thing, I would find something that I'm like, oh, I completely missed this. Now I have to take a look at this. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, to finish up what I was saying about Factory Entertainment, the additional very fun thing that was happening is that on the side of their booth, they had uh, a table where uh, the the production staff from Picard season three kind of had their little yeah. nest, so to speak. And so Dave Blass was there, uh, Liz Klaskowski was there, and Todd Marks was there. And they were signing and talking and, you know, doing all sorts of things j- during the weekend. Like literally uh, every time I would stop by, it, it, there's going to be at least one of them, sometimes two or three of them, and like a, a nice little crowd of fans. And they were just giving their themselves to to the crowd completely. It was, it yeah. was just a, an amazing experience. Probably one of the highlights. I mean, I stopped by to to get that beautiful print of the enterprise bridge photo you know that that really long one uh dave blast went into i would imagine pretty amazing trouble to get 
all the production people who were present at the convention. So it's the three of them, plus the Akutas, plus Doug. Uh, and I'm forgetting there was one other gentleman. Uh, it skips my mind, unfortunately. So it's seven, seven or eight people. And he got them all to sit down somewhere quietly during the convention and sign several hundred of those prints. And yeah, and they were offering, you could just get it right there for, uh, if memory serves right, for about $50. So you get, you know, seven, eight signatures on this gorgeous print of the um, resurrected Enterprise D-Bridge. Uh, that was just mind-blowing. Uh, like I said, that, that's, it's, prob it's probably one of, the, one, of the, one of the highlights for me, just, just having this kind of access to um, mm -hmm. the, the folk who, who did this. And they, they had multiple panels throughout the weekend. So that, that was actually, I think, one of the... Um, themes that kind of really stuck through the weekend it was the 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 whole production side of uh enterprise d because they they like i said they did at least two panels about talking just about the bridge and then of yeah. course you have everything else with the um the director's panel and you know the actors but of course the actors could only speak about specific things they couldn't talk about the actual production yeah did i didn't get to that pretty much what was that did they hold to that pretty much? Like, did anybody break, you know? Uh, yeah, there was uh, several, the, the you know, mostly, mostly accidental. But for the most yeah, part, yeah. it was a, a unusual experience in the sense of having actually really full panels, good Q&As with, mm -hmm. uh, I think it, it kind of pushed a lot of the attendees to actually put in good thought into mm -hmm. what am I going to ask when I'm stepping up to that microphone? There were excellent questions and, you know, kudos to the folks who hosted. So specifically shout out to Ian Spelling who came up with this amazing thing of, you know, uh, you know, in case there's not enough folks coming up to microphones, which actually wasn't the case. Like, I, I don't think I've seen a single panel that I attended where, oh, we don't have any more questions. What do we should, should we talk about? That was never, that never happened. Um, he had older photos from uh, events or some of the productions or any or anything of the actors, you know, like the first picture of you know somebody meeting somebody, uh, like the one of my favorite ones because I've actually I've seen this photo before and it's a delightful story. There's a photo of 16 year old Brent Spiner uh, uh, meeting uh -huh. uh, Judy Garland. Uh, oh. And, you know, and there you go. And then you have immediately you have like a 10 minute conversation about this experience it has nothing to do with any productions. It was just his experience. So you we actually got to kind of, you know, learn more about the actors, not specifically about them through their characters or through their acting work. Uh, and they also got to answer questions that they probably have never been asked before because, you know, conventions do tend to be specific to whatever you know, thing du jour, whatever the convention is about. And it's in our case, it's Star Trek, obviously. So I have to say this was, I, I my heart does go out to the folks who did want to, you know, I want to speak about Dr. Crusher. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. Kate McFadden couldn't, but she gave her all. She was present and doing a whole lot of other things. So, um, and answering this, you know, like I said, Q&A sessions were quite interesting in that regard. And those folks who were new and this, I have to say this convention, we had uh, a surprising number of new attendees uh, stick with it. You know, things will change, you know, next year in the convention. Yes, you will get to meet your favorite character and talk about the favorite episodes and scenes and funny things that happen behind the scenes and everything, you know, it will happen, but you know, you kind of have a preview of what you will be kind of into several years down the line when you really want to know more about, the, the actors themselves and the production staff and the writers and the producers, et cetera. 
I feel like overall, like the pan, like again, I did not get to watch many of the panels. Uh, I saw more panels in the secondary theater. I saw some of Chase Masterson's panel, mm-hmm. which, oh gosh, and had Mary Chifo, Anthony Rapp, and then also Anson Mount, Ethan Peck, um, and Chris, who I can't think of his last name right now, and I feel bad. He, um, he was on the Trectivism panel with us last year. He, um, I caught the end of uh, it. Chris Coker. Chris Coker. Yes, Chris Coker. Thank you so much. Sorry, Chris. Um, I caught the end of it, like when they were bringing out Ethan and Anson, and it was just a really heartfelt, beautiful, and moving panel. And Ethan talked about fear and like not letting fear stop you, uh, which was just something that resonated with me. It was, it was, I love Chase's panels, always happy to show up for them. Um, and then uh, Yuzenia Chad and um, Liana's uh, panel that was about, con- not convention stuff, but um, the virtual communities. Yes, virtual which communities. Is, which is, yeah, something that I was like, well, how come we haven't spoken about this before? Because it's so, you know, near and dear to literally right? you know, most of the people who are part of the convention circuit constantly. And, you know, we've had to go through these two and a half years of having nothing. Right. Except and- for all the virtual things, which thank goodness that we do. We still do. Yeah, I was so happy to see them get stage time. And they I went on right after them. So I, I was able to catch the majority of it um but like the main panels i i saw the engineers or not not engineers no maybe it was the one with yeah it was um anthony lavar uh garrett yeah the engineers yeah scientists and engineers yes yes um i liked that one and then i saw part of jerry michelle and ed spalier's which and, is hilarious. <laughs> uh, that was great. And I remember, and it might have been Ian, it might have been someone else asking, like, what what are everyone's favorite board games? And I just thought that that was, I don't really play board games myself, but it was still fun. Like, it's a fun question. It's not something I've heard. And I really enjoyed those questions versus a question that I've heard 10,000 times already. And I'm sorry that probably comes off the list to many people um but uh, yeah overall i felt that the panels went very well despite the restrictions that we had um and i like you just said marina next year we'll we hopefully we better be back to normal if not your fans are going to be yeah. out there like we're all flying to like we're out on the streets yeah. Um, generally speaking like i have high hopes for next year because a lot of things should be kind of well uh, again hopefully we will not have uh the strike situation happening and uh as many might know the the hotel right now rio is kind of in uh yeah in transition in october of this year it's supposed to get new management team coming in that uh planning to do some major renovations starting with the ipanema tower so you know that's kind of exciting because hopefully that will mean that the the, the hotel will kind of 
restart its normal operations because this year it felt very bare you know like a lot yeah. of shops were closed sure. a lot of uh, uh yeah. restaurants were not operating at normal hours or were running low on things you know like yeah uh, i think so one of my uh, acquaintances well wanted to to get um uh, i don't know like a coke or something at smashburger and they said we're very sorry we run out of co2 so you know oh. this kind of like <laughs> silly things so um you know so we'll, we'll see you know like things will be back and uh, again things can continue evolving that's when i'm kind of glad that things are not stagnating things are changing every year and i'm just glad we'll be back yeah. like i yeah. i don't want a redo of of bally's type experience yeah. i would much vertical rather be separation back home. just did not work that was no. like the thing that i think destroyed the sort of like the the cohesiveness when we have like this this crowd just just churning and circulating in this one big area yeah. so ron did you have uh any like standouts in terms of panels for you i don't know if you did any panels so you just spent all the time with the autographing i uh, every time i go to these conventions i'm going to spend all the time in the theater and then i spend like 10 minutes in the theater <laughs> um, i will say the the excuse me the only big panel that i saw in the main theater was the orville reunion oh yes which yes wasn't I saw that, called too. that but oh that was fantastic they were so much fun and you know i like the orville i was one of those when they announced the orville cast was coming i wasn't terribly excited um but oh boy that changed after that panel i'm a big orville junkie now and i, I think Marina, you mentioned that there was a lot of euphemism, and yes. that was one question that stuck out. Was somebody asked the gentleman that plays Isaac, theoretically, let's say you're playing a character in heavy makeup, how would you go about acting and portraying this character? And he started answering. I forget the gentleman that plays the navigator, um, uh -huh. but Isaac was like halfway through his answer before the navigator is like. I see what's going on here, and it was just really funny because they were able to answer questions while working around that. Um, but yeah, just great energy all around the production folks. I always kind of prefer those over the actors talking about the show. So hearing the Picard people, um, hearing what went into redesigning that bridge was phenomenal. Um, and honestly, getting the update on to the journey was really fascinating. I haven't been glued to that. Really nothing other than they're they're in their post-production and it sounds like everything's coming yeah. together. They were hoping for this spring for it to be released. Mm. Um yeah, but just so anytime you can sit. Yeah, they basically confirmed the information that was sort of released uh, uh at the cruise. Um and so they yeah, they they're you know, neck deep into post-production really and yeah. uh yeah, fingers crossed that everything, like nothing else, throws any kind of wrench because I'm really excited. They, it sounds like Joe's just going through. I don't know how many hundreds of hours of of footage that they got between you know interviewing the fans and then interviewing literally I don't know how many actors or behind the scenes people they managed to get. It sounds like a lot over the period of yeah. three years. So it's uh, I can't wait to see the final result. Um, and they kind of teased their next project too, which is. Yeah. exciting it sounds like it might be something to do with enterprise and if that's the case yeah. that would be a lot of fun yeah finally enterprise gets some love yeah yeah hopefully i mean i'm still keeping fingers crossed that we're gonna have scott attending the conventions again because you know based on uh uh the the tragics uh telethon that we had in february he's more than willing to be you know to be there for track and to be talking track and engaging with the uh you know fans and it just it's uh I'm, I'm assuming it's probably the schedule that never works out that he's just not doing conventions 
But yeah. uh, at some point, he's got to get back because, I mean, we already missed Enterprise's 20th anniversary. You know, I mean, the usual suspects are always there, you know, yeah. John and, and, and Dominic and everybody. But, you know, it's kind of nice to at least get the bulk of them, even even though, um, I mean, Jolene doesn't look like he's going to be coming back anytime soon. Um, yeah, we'll see what, what that's going to happen. Um, I wanted to bring up something else in terms of like the, the as far as highlights are concerned. This was very noticeable and I have to say incredibly heartening to see. And that's the fact that one thing that was very much present was Prodigy. Yes. Um, yeah. the, uh, we had both uh, Hegeman brothers and we had Aaron Waltke, who very similar to the, the production staff from Picard, they were everywhere. I mean, they did several panels. They did. They just literally walked around. You could bump into him, into them and just talk to them, take photos. They will sign things. It was this this fantastic, you know, the prodigy was very much like, yes, everybody's is there. Everybody's rooting for the show, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, it was it was really, really wonderful to see. And then, of course, you know, Bonnie had her shows in the in the uh, uh, on the Roddenberry stage. So it was very much sort of like, you know, out of all, all things. Well, not to mention also because animated fall under different um, uh, union. That was yeah. actually the one show that everybody could talk about, you know, mentioning the characters and everything else. So those panels were full discussions, not euphemisms. Yeah, um, that was that was really wonderful to experience. Yeah, I feel dumb now that I didn't mention that immediately when we were talking about panels, because, yes, like Prodigy panel I showed up for. I uh, I told the story already, but I. I, it was really important to me that we tried to just show up to show them that we love them and we love yeah. the show. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to bring my Murph shirt. I'm going to make a sign. Like I'm going to do something and show up. And then one night I'm like laying in bed and remember that I have this dress that's been in my closet for three years that looks like Murph. <laughs> and so I decided to do Murph cosplay. Uh, because they had announced that they were going to do a little cosplay contest. And I was like, okay, well, that's fun. And I was like, I'm just going to do it to show up and show my support. Um, everyone that, that works like on the show. What? That sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to see that. It, I will send you a picture. It was all I did was like, I had the dress. I had a purple bodysuit that I wore under it. And then I went and found a wig. Um and I had like purple glasses Did I, I don't, I think I wore the purple glasses. I don't know. I just thought, okay, it's, I, I was calling myself Murph Barbie because I wasn't quite like, I didn't look like a gelatinous glob, but um, <laughs> that was the overall gist of it. It, it and, was perfect. And the things that when I ran into <laughs> you in the corridor and I'm like, my God, she looks amazing. And it didn't compute in my head that you actually, because I'm like, it's a lot of purple. It didn't, right? so, it didn't click until after the fact when I saw that you, uh, <laughs> you actually placed in the cosplay after the big prodigy panel of the main stage. I'm like, my God, well, first of all, I'm an idiot. And second of all, it's, it's really because of, that's the actually really the easiest way to cosplay it if you can wear address because it kind of like yeah it approximates the shape it was just the easiest thing and i took i did take my little murph toy because uh, let's face it a lot of star trek fans didn't watch prodigy and so a lot of people didn't know yeah. like it yeah it's you don't make the connection um and part of like that that dress is very loud and sci-fi looking and i just never felt like wearing it anywhere else so I felt like it waited for this moment and I did not <laughs> expect anything I was just like okay I'm here um I popped up 
the person who won first place dressed up as doll. They had the makeup on. They were amazing. And I am friends with them on Facebook. And I, Marina, do you know their name? I'm trying See, to think no. of. I know, Shoot. I know, uh, I followed the, the second place winner, Neve, that she, she was doing the, the Enterprisean. Um, um, yeah, Giraffe. That's yes, Giraffe. Yeah, so the, the Spotted Giraffe, yeah. Yes, uh, um, Giraffe is on Strange New Pod podcast. Um, shoot, and now I feel so bad because I know that the person who did Dal is going by Jedzia on, let me see if I can pull up on Facebook just yeah. so that we can give proper Something I have credit. To, I, ha I have to say that the, the, this whole thing with Merv, it, it's incredible how they managed to create this one character that literally everybody who's ever been exposed to Merv just completely fell in love and wants everything, and, you know, T-shirts and mugs and you name it and everything. I had some uh, pins made that said, you know, save, save prodigy on them. Yep. And that was the fastest thing. I Technically speaking, these were done for craft swap, which I want to actually mention in a moment. Um, and, outside of craft swap what all the extras i had i was literally I, that's it that's the first time where everything that i brought was gone completely uh before the convention even ended and that was the first thing i had i had a hologram janeway and the murph and people would see it and say i'll have the murph please and that's it you know like i said just gone in the matter of mm -hmm. you know <laughs> as many I have hours. one right here i will treasure it as much as i treasure the little plushy murph um, they were very generous with their prizes for the for the contest. And uh, I don't want to give out uh, Dow's the, the person who played Dow's name without their consent. I realize now, but um, everyone did a fantastic job. There was there was um, Rachel was there um, with her hologram Janeway and her uh, yeah. Murph that everybody signed. Like everybody signed the back of Murph for her. So she, that was just, I, special thanks to everyone on the Prodigy team for being so accessible throughout the week, because I know so many people that got to talk to them. And I, you know, we had big news, big news with the, the um, plane flying the banner this week, which is not STLV related, but uh, yes. something that fans came together to do which was I am amazing super pleased that to, to have participated in this because it, it seemed to be such a simple thing and uh, you know again we're not talking about crazy amount of money either um uh, michelle you know thank you know shout out to michelle who who took the lead on this and she just said why don't we do this and that's it it took like a week She's you in know, the UK. She's international. She's, yeah, she's exactly. And I watched on Twitter as she was like literally going nuts because they gave her the information of when things are happening, how things are happening. And she's like, is anything, is anybody seeing anything? And apparently there were issues with um, some low clouds. So yeah. they were uh, like a, a couple, like couple hours late starting out. But then, yeah, there's a video of the 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 the, the plane taking off, and then there's a you know folks from Trek movie, LA away team. Uh, Larry went there, and mm -hmm. Aaron was there. Bonnie. They all showed up. Yeah, Bonnie was there. They all there. They got there, and they took pictures, and they you know so you, you can see the the stuff flying over the Netflix. And they Netflix. waited like three hours for that. Yeah. So props yeah. to everybody who showed up to take those pictures to do that for everybody but, else. It's like somebody said on Twitter, actually, he's like, it feels like we're part of history, but it kind of is, you know, like we, we wanted this, you know, the fans want this and we made it happen. And mm -hmm. it just, um, 
it's it's wonderful and hopefully people took notice i mean uh the news outlet certainly did because i don't know if you saw it we actually you know our little thing with this um got into the hollywood reporter they did a, yeah. a small article about this you know star trek save the prodigy takes to the skies and uh, it's incredibly exciting and yeah, again hopefully people that should take notice will take notice here. Was it also at the convention where they released, like not at the convention, but at the same time, the season two trailer, or was it just the yes. announcement that the doctor yeah. was coming back? Yeah, yeah, they did the four four hour teaser. Sorry, four hour teaser. Yeah. Uh, I wish it was four hour. <laughs> uh, a four minute teaser with where you, yeah the announcement of um, uh, EMH coming back. Um, so yeah, like again, that was the one one of the you know few groups of folks who actually could speak explicitly about Star Trek during the convention, yeah. and it was. Really exciting. Well, you know, speaking of, of uh, season three Picard, you know, it, props to to uh, Terry Metalis. That's another thing. I mean, we're talking, this is where, you know, on the level of a showrunner. And he was everywhere during this convention. Mm -hmm. Same deal, you could just bump into him in the corner. I never saw him once. <laughs> but he was, but he was. Like, you, you look at at least the, like the folks, the people be taking pictures with him and doing whatever. And it's, yeah, he was, um, I mean, I hopefully it was, uh, you know, good to have that much you know good vibes directed at him because i don't know how he managed to do that you know because they were shooting the the seasons back to back and yeah. uh just recently on on the seventh rule podcast he kind of said you know by the by the time you know, like they were halfway through season three everybody just wanted to die they were mm. also incredibly stressed out and tired for what doing all this and they did a magnificent job so thank goodness it's a good time to be a star trek fan yeah I think um, no matter like what your opinion was on season three of Picard, I don't think anybody can deny that it was incredibly successful. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That was prevalent um, with the lines. Something else I want to uh, uh, ask you about before we jump into fan organized stuff. Um, so the, the remaining convention uh, activities, uh, the photo ops and autographs. Now, Ron already said that he was hunting for autographs. Um, did you do any uh, autographs yourself, Heather? Or and what about photo ops? Did you both of you did you do any photo ops? So I only did I did two photo ops and I did one autograph. And so the first photo op was Bruce Horak, and I was invited to that by uh, my dear friend Heather. Um, and that was an amazing photo. He's like holding both of our hands. It's the sweetest thing ever. It's like one of my favorite photo ops now. He was so kind and generous. And then we went to pretty much right after that wait in line to get his autograph. Um, and again, like they were just kind of the one thing about these actors is that when they do photos and autos, they are nonstop. Like it's yeah. back to back. They don't get the breaks that they need, in my opinion, from what I've heard. So we were in line for a while and then they came out and they said, listen, he hasn't even had lunch. So they're sitting down to lunch now. It might be a while. And so we decided to go back the next day. And that that worked in our favor because by then we had the photo op. Yeah. So Heather was able to have him sign the photo op. Um, and that was, again, a really lovely experience that was in the vendor's room and then the other photo op I got that was gifted to me by my dear friend, John Macy, uh, was with Gates. And so I invited my friend Susie to come along for that. And that went really quickly. Um, I was Murph. <laughs> I'm Murph <laughs> in the photo. And Susie is Agnes um, or Gerardi in the red dress from Picard. And it was kind of funny because I had the tiny Murph in my hand because I felt like 
All right, I'm going to put Murph in my hand and kind of hold him out so that it's in the photo. So, like, Gates, Gates put her hand out, too. <laughs> All right, like, let's go. I don't know. Awesome. But it was great. She, she, she's just amazing. It's always um, delightful to share space with her in any manner. Um, and then I did stop and talk to some people at their booths. And that's one of the things that I love about having... Like I'm torn because when we have the lines for people, it can be really overwhelming in the vendor's room. And I think 2016 is the one year that we had that secondary room, the overspill. Yeah. But so, that was primarily because of the Mac thing. Because remember right, because that was that Mac took up a lot of space, yeah. So, and they did have like lines going out these doors and through the corridors and everything else. But my, it's just, my only thing is that it gets really cramped and overwhelming when there are really big lines, which we had for the TNG folks and for the Strange New Worlds folks. Like they had crazy lines as well. But I love that like, you're just chilling in the vendor's room. And if you see someone that like, doesn't have a lot of people at their table or, you know, Heather stopped to get Anthony Rapp's autograph. And I was with her. So then I got to have a quick little chat with Anthony. And then I went over and said hi to Mary Chifo at some point. So that's, it's just nice when you can just walk up and spend time with people. Mm -hmm. um, and I like that very much. But overall, very positive experiences. No complaints at all. What about you, Ron? I'm going to say, too, the lines, because um, I waited in quite a few of them. One thing they did this year I haven't seen them do before, um, for the TNG folks, their lines were incredibly long, and they'd have to go to panels, photo ops, lunch, bathroom, whatever. Um, whenever they would leave, the attendant was had a stack of sticky notes and was writing a number down so that you could come back when they would be there and get your same spot in line, um, which was very nice. Nice. Um, and you... The lines for autographs, they're slow moving, but you meet some great people in those lines, too. I think most of the people that I met at this convention that were Facebook friends that were all through the uh, the autograph lines, which was great. Um, but, and then photo ops, I did a couple. Um, the most notable one was Jerry Ryan. I've never seen a line for a photo op like this. Yeah. It snaked all the way from the photo op room past Jimmy's place all the way down the hallway down to where the art room was um and actually circled around to the back mm -hmm. of the vendors room it was enormous and they went through it it didn't take maybe 10 minutes to do those photos they all came out great but that line was insane she's you know a queen uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it reminded me um because i wasn't I, I didn't have actually a photo op with her but i walk outside and I don't know where I was coming from. And I see this, what you're describing, this enormous snaking thing going all through the through the corridor. And I'm like, you know what? This looks like a Jerry Ryan line in 2010. Because 2010 was the you know, the year that she actually came back to convention. Mm -hmm. She hasn't done uh, for several years, has, hasn't done them. And and I, I said, I'm like, who is it for? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a Jerry Ryan photo <laughs> off line. <laughs> but yeah, um, that tends to be the case. <laughs> Did you do any others? Um, Michael Dorn, he'd been on my list for a couple of years. Armin Shimmerman, I've never, he's my favorite character. I've never had a picture with him. Um, and then a few selfies in the in the vendor's hall. Those I enjoy those so much more. You get so much better yeah. time with the actors. Yeah. I have to um, admit the, the, that uh, this year was a complete insanity in terms of, that's that's where I kind of, well, 
me and my sister because we decided that we ex except for a couple of photos we decided that we're going to be just sharing everything and you know do you want to do a photo with gates and ed let's do it mm -hmm. and so we kind of <laughs> kind of broke the bank on it it was amazing <laughs> We got some um, wonderful photos. I mean, including that big kahuna with, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the TNG uh, and beyond. I think that's what the original name for the photo op was. And then they had to change it for obvious reasons. Um, and but yeah, it was like uh, counting two of us. I think it's like 12 or 13 people in the photo. It was huge. And somehow, somehow because we all know it's like, you know, actors, it's like herding cats. Somehow everybody's actually looking in the camera, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled at how how wonderful the photo ops came out to be. And you know, you get to quickly say at least you know how are you great to see you again or something like that because um, as Ron said, you know it's it's quick quick quick. You have you know it all has to be going very fast because um, the lines are huge. Um, and the downside of that, of course, is that I actually got to miss out parts of the panels that I really wanted to see. Yeah. But, you know, that yeah. what are you gonna do? I had to rush from Gates over to Prodigy. Like yeah. <laughs> and there was there were so many nerves involved. I'm like, oh my God, they better her ah but yeah, it worked <laughs> out. Yeah. But I mean they I love the fact that this year we had a, a spectacular selection of group photos. So the duos, yeah. the trios, and the actual mm -hmm. groups. I don't think I, I don't remember which year previously, probably going back almost a decade ago, uh, where we had that many. Because it was, it was, you know, that we had a, a, another version of um, uh, the doctors. Um, because now we have Jazz Bush, and I think uh, Wilson wasn't, even though he was at the convention, he wasn't part of the photo op in 2019. Oh. But he was a part of photo op this time. Um, and then, uh, you know, they they had that engineers thing, and then they had yeah. the directors, and and on and on and on, and it was wonderful. So, like for example, I had to get the aforementioned Gates uh, and Ed photo because now it becomes sort of a very nice bookend to a Gates and Will photo that I have. So I was like, you know, yeah, space mom with her space sons. Um, it's That's um, nice. super sweet. Yeah. I actually, I'm somewhat jealous of folks go who rebooked uh, for next year's cruise because they actually get the trio with the three of them. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that uh, will... I'm going to be skipping that one next year. Oh, bummer. I, I will yeah. say, you know, like, for a, a hot moment, there was a question of like, will this convention happen or not? Will the actors be able to go or not? And we all know that we have Michelle Hurd to thank for the yeah. actors being able to be there, period. And I would like to kind of, so like, I know it's two-handed. I know that creation makes money from these photo ops. However, I think that having this giant assortment of photo ops helped put money into the actors' pockets. And all of those actors need it right now because they're not working. Um, and I don't care who makes what money because I know people are going to be out there making comments about it. Everybody needs the money right now. A lot of the actors that are better off are donating their own money to help feed and house other actors that are losing their home right now so i am personally really grateful that they had so much opportunity to have that gateway to make some money yeah very much agree i don't know if anyone sat in on the michelle heard panel too I, I was in the back of the theater getting autographs but got to hear her talk and 
it doesn't take long for you to realize she's on the negotiating team and I would not mm-hmm. want to be across the table from her negotiating. <laughs> she is just, she's on fire. She knows her stuff and she's so passionate about their cause. I will um, take this moment to, uh, without apology, quickly plug the latest Mission Log supplemental episode that is an interview with uh, Michelle Hurd and with Bill Wolkoff, who is a writer. And so there are perspectives both from actor and writer about everything and uh, super important. Like if, you, if you're not quite clued in, you don't know why this is important or you just want to hear their passion and... I, I just th- go listen. And I, I know Michelle has been on a few different podcasts out there. I think the Trek Untold did a show with a bunch of people, but I highly recommend that everyone go and track down these podcasts and listen to what they have to say and understand that these actors are not millionaires. These actors can, can't even afford health insurance. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Yes. Health insurance through the union. So a lot of them are going out without yeah, you you have to make twenty six thousand dollars, which uh, Michelle didn't even make that much. Like she could not afford health insurance. It's 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 wild. It's I the discrepancy, and we saw a lot of this between our group. I mean, we're a little bit stricter with moderation in our group. I'll be frank, um, but between our group and the Rio group, there were a lot of comments about, oh, these people make tons of money. And they don't. And regardless of the money that they do make, most of them live in places where it's extremely, I mean, everywhere right now is extremely hard. Like it's, it's so expensive. I live in South Florida. A one bedroom apartment is like two grand a month. Like it is hard to live in America right now. And these actors are not out there banking millions of dollars so it's they they are they are fighting for rights that apply to everyone. We talked a little about the UPS strike in the episode with Bill Wolkoff and how like that was so successful in, in in giving rights to those workers. And everybody needs that. That's why you have teachers joining the strike. That's why you have youth joining the strike. There's it's a it's a a movement that is much bigger than actors or writers or Hollywood. And that's why people need to tune in and understand that, that this affects everyone in our country and even outside of our country, like there are unions in other countries. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get off my, my, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this, this was a uh-huh. huge part of this, this convention experience. So it's um, surprisingly enough, there were actually uh some percentage of people who um, were apparently unaware of this and they were kind yeah. of taken aback by the fact that we had Q&A panels that uh, pretty much never mentioned Star Trek. So here we are. Um, I did want to pivot because I wanted to touch upon the fan events because that, as we all know, this has kind of grown together with the convention and is very much a part of the STLV experience when you go is the expectation that we, there's something going to be going on and every year it, it always does. So, uh, I mean, not to toot our own horn, we always have the newbies and solo travelers that starts out a very nice uh, icebreaker, which is basically a you know it's a it's a a bar hangout but everybody's welcome regardless whether it's your you know first appearance at a convention or you you've been coming for goodness knows how many years um but i think it kind of has a nice start to it and then we just send off people out into the wild to the landing party and then onwards to the convention so this year we had pretty nice coverage i mean my my evenings uh, you know after con hours basically were very full 
So um, did you get to do anything be besides newbies, um, both Heather and Ron? I uh, I hosted the newbie. I have to give a shout out to my Mission Log family, which you are a part of, Marina, because yes. <laughs> most of my Mission Log Discord family showed up. I kept talking about the newbie event for them because we had a lot of people coming for the first time. Um, but that was at Ibar. And so that was great. It was great to see friends again. That was my first event. I flew in kind of midday uh, and got settled in and I did not really come down uh, until that event. So that was great. And then we ended up kind of, we didn't do the trivia. There was a little bit of time constraint with, you know, Lambda Quadrant is there in the vendor's room on the floor. They've got time restrictions. And so they did, they were very generous and brought gift bags. And so they kind of went around and just surprised random people with gift bags. Oh, that <laughs> um, is so sweet. Oh, so I, yeah, it was, it was lovely. I was a slacker. I, uh, <laughs> I was in bed by like seven o'clock Eastern or Pacific time. Most nights. You had a um, long day, a, Ron. <laughs> yeah, it was a long day. And I, uh, I own a coffee shop. So I'm used to being up early on East coast time. So unfortunately I did not make it to any fan events. Um, one I was really looking forward to was the craft swap. And I think I was, Heather and I happened to be on the same flight. So we sat with each other. And I think it was mid-flight that, that I left awesome. all my crafts at home. They were sitting on my desk. Yeah. So oh, I, I even missed out on that. You know what? Don't feel bad, Ron, because I didn't make it either. And I have actually, I need to touch base with Yazenia because for me, I have found out, like, I've been going to this convention. This was my 13th. I think Marina and I are tied yeah. now. Yep. Um. So not that it's a competition. We have been there <laughs> with each other. I love that Marina is one of my oldest con friends. It's the best thing. Um, but I had my little bags, bags of rocks, box rocks, whatever. And I was so excited. But what I was finding is that I would also wake up early in the morning because I live on the East Coast now, get up, go do stuff. And then by midday, I needed a break. Like, whether it was just the being overwhelmed by all the people, because this was by far the biggest thing that I've done since last year. Um, or just like needing a break from all the people or just my body needing to rest. So between like three and then the evening events, that was my crash time. So the, the five o'clock was hard for me to make. And so I proposed to Yazenia, maybe me helping host an earlier, like, 12 o'clock craft swap so that it's one thing where it's like I feel really bad because it's often the highlight of my convention um, and I wound up sending my friend Heather on on Saturday with my rocks to the craft swap so at least I got a newbie there who could go and get stuff and experience it yeah. um, and she had a good time but I was really bummed because it is a highlight and I just my poor body was not having mm -hmm. any of it. So I might work with Yuzenia next year to do one a little earlier in the day. Um, so we'll uh, see. Yeah, I'm I would usually... be thinking my next con, I might try to put together an East Coast Breakfast Club where we get <laughs> together at like 5 a.m. Vegas time. <laughs> <laughs> see, I am, I'm, I'm on the East Coast. I'm in New Jersey. I have this weird thing that happens every time I travel west. I get, uh, I don't have a jet lag. 
I don't crash. I get extraordinarily long days with very little sleep. Mind you, I'm pretty sure that like this Vegas week, that's probably the longest I can actually manage this kind of activity because then I come back home and that's when I crash. The jet lag yeah. hits me, usually takes me about two, three weeks to kind of come out of this this state of hyperactivity. Um, and I'm just generally all exhausted after having done it for a week. So in my case, um, it's just conflicts with other things. I, on average, I managed to make it to about one or two craft swaps So because it, there was one happening every day. This year, I only went to one, the first one on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the busiest I've ever seen. I'm almost positive that either Desi or Yaz actually mentioned in the group for craft swap that this was the, the busiest that we've ever had, that the, yeah. most, not the, the, the biggest number of people showed up, um, which is wonderful to see because, I mean, this year's cruise craft swap was kind of mind-blowing. I couldn't believe my eyes. It was like 100 people swapping things, uh, like actual 100 people, meaning 100 people who brought something. And then there was, of course, a crowd of people just watching it. And it was it kind of felt very similar in, in Vegas. I don't know if we hit 100 people or not. It, I think thursday i definitely saw somebody walking around with number 80 on 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 their little sticker that's how how it's easiest to kind of like have like a little example of what you brought and have a number and then you kind of walk around yeah it's a new like you'll be like i'm looking yeah i'm I'm looking for number 34 and then then basically try to see if a person is interested in swapping it's a lot of fun and people come up with the most amazing things i mean somebody bought miniature bottles of tabasco sauce and put little labels on top saying catrasol white uh, somebody, uh, somebody three three D printed um self sealing stem bolts with a little delta on the side. Oh my somebody god, Lean had, you know, Lean had paper dolls. Yeah, Lean, they were like, paper dolls. Lean is an were... amazing artist and had paper dolls, and I am so sad I don't have one. Like they are so cool. I am blown away by the talent in our community. It's extraordinary, like little crochet things, little stickers, you know, you know um, I don't know, wristbands and pins, uh, you name it, like whatever people can come up with, you know, it was all there. And it was just, it, you know, it's a fun thing to 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 just kind of stop by and experience. And you don't have to be crafty. I'm, I'm not a crafty nope. person. I, I actually, I usually come up with some something and then I have somebody else print, you know, like either print, yep. you know, um, print pins or, or wristbands for me. Um, I literally brought rocks. Like I have a rock store. I brought rocks. Like I put them in a bag. (laughs) But so it's very much a fixture. It's fantastic to see that, you know, that's another thing that's kind of evolving and growing. Um, There were other things that were the usual sort of, um, I I know Seven Thrill Podcast had a meetup. Um, which was, you know, a nice little thing. People get together. They they kind of celebrated various August birthdays that were happening roughly within like a couple of weeks of that uh, particular date. Um, well, technically it's not fan organized event, but it sort of not became a thing. Uh, cool Waters Company does uh, a charity event on Thursday night, and it was another success. Doug Jones was a special guests so all monies that were gathered from a raffle and an auction um went to um a charity of his of his choice um and that that's a fun thing it's actually not you don't even have to like it's not a ticketed event people can just show up they right. do recommend reserving tables but there's enough room and you can just kind of go up and yes it is crowded so those people who have issues with standing like in a, a packed bar basically it's probably not particularly uh pleasant um but that's another fun event this is i think third year in the row that they've done it now and mm-hmm. i'm sure it's gonna probably gonna go on because it's it's a great success every year um and then of course um let's see 
fan geeks, yeah. uh, Millennium Fandom Bar, which was super exciting. That um, I was very curious. I've never been there before. Um, that was fun. Um, I heard something about the, supposedly the owner is looking for a, a place that would be a bit more um, conducive to having like large events. Yes. Uh, so you wouldn't have as much like because the sound was very overwhelming. The the place yes. is not really uh, acoustically properly insulated, so you have a lot of bouncing sound, and that was a bit too much. But you know the same thing that the, they did. Uh, yeah, they gave away a lot of pins. That was so much fun to see. Um, and then of course, um, Amy had Amy and Larry hosted a Stam Stars party mm-hmm. uh, in the suite, and uh, just a general, you know, like there are other events. You know, there was a couple of private parties that I went to. Of course, there were like Patreon parties. Uh, there's stuff happening, multiple somethings happening every every day of the convention, which is extraordinary. Yeah, it's, oh, it's Ron. Ron, you have. To, sorry, I just wanted to say, Ron, you have next time, next year. You come. You like. I don't know. Maybe sleep during the day, but then you're missing a convention. <laughs> uh, but but you got to You got to join in. It's so much fun. I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt you, Jesse. No, no. It's I, I was just I'm amazed over the years, like how much those fan events have grown. I mean, it's 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 really awesome, you know. And you know, uh, one of the things that made those longer event you know, four to five and whatever was like, we filled in the time ourselves just yeah. <laughs> doing some of our yeah. own stuff. Well, but and also, it was, yeah. Go ahead, Jesse, sorry. The whole thing also, with the craft swap, if, if I remember, like. No, I was just saying, uh, the other thing is though, like over the years, so you guys have been going for a while and I've been going for a while. And I'll just say that uh, the first time I went to STLV was like my 40th birthday present to myself. And let's just say what I could do at 40, I can't do now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not an up all night person anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the conflicts are unfortunate. It's because there again, there are multiple things. So mm-hmm. I think I ended up Thursday was in, incredibly packed, surprisingly. I, I had invites from four different parties. And you know, you kind of have to gauge, you know, obviously it would be great to do something for charity. At the same time, my friends are hanging out at the, the Venetian and doing something at an Italian place and on and on and on. But yeah. again, it's all thanks to having this convention. It all started here. It kind of grew out of it. I, I started saying earlier, if I remember correctly, craft swap, at least the idea of a craft swap actually was born out of like people literally dropping of things that they made at a small table like right next to Wakanda yeah. I think yeah and it just, right Heather you had like soaps or something the one year yeah and, I made and, soap yeah people yeah. would be like it's just free just pick it up somebody just made it yeah and then out of that you know here's an idea why don't we have a swap you you know what fascinates me so I was I was really excited to learn that this the craft swap idea like jumped over to the cruise as well and then I've recently, again, moved back to South Florida. Uh, I have a love for Disney. So I live two and a half hours away. I have found that even in the Disney groups, they do these things called pixie dusting, which is basically like bringing your own little crafts. And then they give stuff to random people or to the cast members who work at Disney. And again, it's just, you know, in that case, it's it's often kind of just giving things away. But like even at Taylor Swift concerts, they trade bracelets. Um, my friend Susie brought me a couple bracelets that they were trading or they were just giving away to friends and for craft swap. I know somebody made some um, some SAG-AFTRA 
strike bracelets that I think even Jerry Ryan got her hands on. But it's so nice to see these little like activities of goodwill spread throughout different fan communities. It's something that I cherish here um, within the Star Trek community. But the fact that I see that kind of stuff like at Disney, it's just right now we really need positive good things to happen in the world. And it's really inspiring to see. I have a... I absolutely love it. Just, uh, it, I missed it. I'll just say it. I avoided seeing a lot because I was like, oh, I want to be it. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, and like, I'm sad that I didn't get to go. Like I was lucky that um, Heather gave me a few things that she picked up from the craft swap, like a little bracelet and a keychain holder and a slap bracelet um, and a little 3D printed Gorn head. So like, I still got some things, but I was sad that I missed the event and ultimately, I, I know the one piece of advice that we always give out is like, you cannot make everything. You can't do everything. And yeah. I think most of us are now in similar age range. And, you know, I started going to this 13 years ago. So I was in my late 20s. <laughs> and now I'm in my 40s. <laughs> and like Jesse said, <laughs> I don't stay up drinking until 4 a.m. I cannot do that. And also what I do at the convention has changed. Like if I have to be on the morning show on the Roddenberry stage, I can't stay up until 3 a.m. drinking. Or I've got you know, a panel here or a fan event. Like I want to be my best self. So that means trying to get rest when I can. It was interesting. If, if sorry to interrupt i'm actually curious to see like i wish we could do like some kind of a poll like you know those people who were going say a decade ago and yeah we had these massive gatherings at masquerade with yeah occasionally even star trek cocktails involved from quarks you know somebody would share uh you know the recipes with with the um uh, uh with the staff at uh, masquerade bar and they would make them you know pattern buffers and what have you um you know, how many people are still actually, I mean, we still have quite a sizable crowd gathering, but I found like personally that even if I do stop by for some sort of get together, I either have like, um, I don't know, uh, rum and Coke, maybe at most, or maybe a cider or something like that, something light, or even just stand there with a glass of, you know, soda or water. Yeah. And because somehow it's just like, yeah, I'm still, I still have a whole lot of activity going on i mean i i literally sound like kathleen turner after the week is done because my <laughs> voice is just gone from all the talking uh, but it's it's uh so it's that thing is still there but the drinking part kind of diminished and uh, you know i know a lot of folks are going and it's part of the late vegas experience absolutely totally cool i'm glad to see folks enjoying themselves but i'm curious specifically the convention crowd those who did this you know 12 15 years ago is it still on the same level or has it gone down like it did for me even in the past couple of years i think it was 2019 there was a group of us that went in and purchased a case of the 10 forward vodka and we picked up our bottles from whoever was coordinating it in the hotel and sure enough drank an entire bottle flash forward what, four years later i bought a bottle of vodka this year had exactly one drink from it <laughs> <laughs> and that was it uh yeah it's definitely it, it's hard to keep going as we all start to age yeah 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 and you know it's but okay was... if that is your experience like I the the one thing that I know is that 
there are still new younger fans coming in. And if that is what you want to do, go, go do that and go have fun. Um, but I think that it does kind of come back to the fact that I know within our group, like we've always struggled because it's downright impossible to find any space anywhere at any of these Vegas casinos that isn't a bar to socialize with. And it is difficult, yeah. especially for people who <laughs> don't drink, um, who may be sober, who have difficulty being being in that space, being around that area. But I will reiterate what you said, Marina. Most nights, like I was at Masquerade just drinking water. Yeah. Well, I, I was actually about to actually jump in and say that because I, it came up. There was at least two people who brought it up in the group saying that they're coming in solo. It's their first event or maybe second. And they're kind of stressing out out of, you know, being in this social pressure situation of, you know, they want to go and hang out and talk track, but they they either don't like drinking, don't want drinking, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, the, the piece of advice, if unless there are health or otherwise some kind of country indication to to drinking um you don't have to a lot of people are probably not drinking or drinking something light or just generally it's it no that the whole idea is actually people getting together and socializing and for the most part yeah, yeah like majority of conversations are about star trek you don't have to be drinking just just stand around you know grab a glass of you know, glass of water that you're fine yeah. um that's yeah, the one thing so, I like about Masquerade is that when it does spill out, and it did spill out pretty much every night. Like yeah, there's yeah. the main bar area, and then there's the casino floor, and like you, you do, you're still exposed to smoke because people can smoke in the casino, but you're not like directly there amongst all the people. And listen, I, I, I no longer enjoy being in a crowd full of drunk people. I'll be honest. Um, so if I find myself in that situation, and I didn't this year, but I wasn't at the bar until 2 a.m. But if I find myself yeah. in that situation, I just do my best to remove myself immediately, like take note, get away. And, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. But I just it's so important to always be responsible, take care of yourself, drink a lot of water, like one glass of water for every drink you have and you know have a buddy and all that kind of stuff but it's it's definitely interesting how our experiences have changed over time yeah they definitely have for me because you guys know like dust till dawn <laughs> <For me>. yeah <laughs> and the last time like i was like in bed by like midnight i would say i did not have one single 4 a.m uh like wake up time and uh, i was just exhausted like when i got home i needed to take two days off work so um, yeah when i got home i got <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah i remember <laughs> Um, something to to bring up. So those folks who are listening who are, you know, newer attendees, this whole thing with the, the fan organized events, you know, that always brings up a question. Well, how on earth do I know about this? And it always reiterated, join up the two groups that have probably at this point, probably the largest concentration of veterans, if you will, of this particular convention. Uh, ours, the Star Trek Convention Experiences Group, and of course, our sister group, USS Rio. 
because uh, every year we will have a thread in the Star Trek Experiences group. Um, basically, you know, you can just drop in if you know about a, a fan organized event that's open to anyone, you know, unless it's a private party, of course. You can just drop in the information there and we'll always have the listing for the landing party and for the various dinners and for the, uh, you know, we actually trade, I, I try to usually cross post because USS Rio just, they just have um, like the actual events created in the group. They don't do uh, a thread. But, you know, there are the same things. And, you know, th this year was, what, seventh or eighth strip run now. And Ellie Ingman put together the usual, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, welcome Char dinner. There was that she does. charades. Yeah. And I the, think the a breakfast and, and uh, the the Walmart runs for those mm -hmm. folks who need to get to, you know, it's kind of, you know, some of this stuff, both fun and practical mixed together. So all of this stuff is it, it, it became a thing. It's now kind of covered as part of the usual group activities. So, yeah, join the groups. And um, that way, it's probably the easiest way to track it. Uh, there were two people that I met at the Newbies event this year. And we kind of got talking about this. I think they uh, either somebody told them, oh, there is this thing happening for the new fans. You might want to stop by an icebreaker, the whole thing. Um, uh, so they didn't know about the uh, listing in the group. And I, it kind of became, you know, out of the conversation, I said, well, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening. And a lot, most of these things are available for just, you know, you just show up. You don't have to necessarily buy a ticket or uh, sign up for something. And one person kind of, I could see that she was somewhat getting overwhelmed because, mm. you know, I just kept mentioning all these names. And of course, you know, you come when you, when you can mention all these new people, all these names, it's kind of hard. The second person thought this was like the, the most amazing thing. And he said, hold on. And he literally picked up a napkin and started writing down <laughs> all the little things. And I'm like, yeah, if you if you stop by the fan sets table at 11 o'clock on Friday morning, you can get a spot to go to the fan geeks party the same night. And I don't know the whole bit. So that's a bit too much when like it's all drops at you when you're already at the convention. It might be yeah. more helpful if you have some sort of preparation beforehand where you're kind of aware that, oh, these things are happening. Can I fit them into my schedule? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's so important to and I mean, not everyone is on Facebook, which is difficult. Yes, um, because that is where we are. And that is where both of the groups exist. Um, but, you know, cre creation was very kind in referencing fan run events in an email uh, and making it clear that they cannot endorse those events. And so the, we're never going to appear in this in the program it's always going to be a word of mouth thing. So like you can join groups. There's no requirement to participate in groups. You can just join it and keep an eye on things and say, okay, this is, this is what's going on here and there. Um, you know, the only reason that my mission log friends knew about the newbie and solo traveler event is because I was talking about it as we prepared for STLB and, I was grateful for that resource because I got to tell them about the other events. I got to tell them about the group. So, so much of it is word of mouth and it is, even for me, it's overwhelming. Like it's intimidating. It's, there's a lot. So I think the more that we talk about these things and meet new fans when we're at the conventions, you know, the better and people will find out that way and hopefully make those connections. And you don't have to go your first year, but if you decide to come back, well, then now, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I, and about there. So we have like what? 6,230 members right now in that group. 
something. I can guarantee <laughs> that not yeah. everybody. We can, fi we can fill the main theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, to join and lurk is just fine. I think the only thing we look at is if you join and then start posting your Etsy store, we may have a problem with that. But yeah. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're <laughs> a little bit more strict about who we let into our group. Just and all you have to do is answer the questions. That's the biggest thing. Answer the questions that we ask. Just answer the damn. Questions. Yeah, that way we know that you are not spam <laughs> or you know something like that. We look our our group also helps also hosts the buy sell ticket group. And we've been very clear about like, we're not liable for what happens in that group. However, we do take it seriously. And so we do vet our members as best as we can. We're always open to hearing feedback. If you have a bad experience, we'll always try to work with you and find solutions. But the, the way that we prevent having spam accounts and impersonation and everything else is by having those questions and requiring people to answer them. Um, and that, that buy-sell group has been great because we've only had over the years like one bad experience I can remember and it got resolved, you know, in a, in a way that everybody got what they needed, you know. And yeah. So yeah. Ron, Ron we, was, we, what we, were you... Well, I was going to say, it's, I think, too, between fan events and the groups and everything, too, so much of it is just talking to the people at the convention. I, I said I was in line quite a bit, and through that, I had several people that I told about the buy-sell group that literally joined, and I approved them as we were standing in line. Um, we had one actual transaction happen right there in real time. Events, <laughs> just talk to people. So much of this convention is networking and it's super awkward for some people to go out there and just talk to a total stranger in line but we all have star trek in common we all have a favorite episode a favorite character it's the easiest place to start talking to strangers and make some great friends yeah here here yeah so uh i'm just looking at the time guys i know we've been about yep. an hour so another two hours short leave <laughs> <laughs> We did cover, I think, like most, uh, you know, things that definitely stood out. I mean, out of um, everything else, uh, something that was at the back of my mind. Oh, when we were speaking about the photo ops, I did want to mention that uh, I found it to be a welcome change, to be honest. We now have two photo areas. Yeah. I know that it was confusing because, you know, there's technically, you know, there's literally a sign saying like photo one, photo two, and then the actual name of the room uh, somewhere, you know, part of the, the, the actual Rio signage, you know, like Miranda five, Miranda one, whatever the names were. Um, I know people found it confusing and I wish there was a, a better way of doing this because all the information was in, in the app. And you had to actually click on on photo op, and it would say, "Oh, it's going to be Miranda Five. Um, I know several folks got kind of lost because um, they they had like completely different sides of of the corridor where the entrances were. So hopefully, this will kind of become more comfortable next time we have the experience. But overall, I thought this was great because photo ops felt faster in the sense of uh, not necessarily like the line going faster. That was more or less the usual uh, modus operandi. Uh, but, you know, the, the, you had several photo ops happening uh, like one after another. And I'm assuming because there were two photo booths running, so to speak, 
uh, uh, presumably Chris and his um, outfit brought extra printers, perhaps the photos were actually coming out faster. Like instead of like, like maybe hour, hour and a half, you have maybe, I don't know, up maybe half, less than half an hour. Like I, I got one photo within 15 minutes. Um, so that was that was a, a a nice nice experience and the um, digital photo ops came through really quickly fast. i had them within yeah. like a week mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so that was definitely an improvement and i hope that this goes on and uh i mean unless chris um actually upgrades to the instant print like like some of the other um photo op okay. companies i don't think um mm -hmm. you know i think this this worked out pretty well i like the background yes purple um, you more purple purple yeah, that was um that was a nice nice change. Like I, I appreciate the blue because you know cooler colors tend to look better. Um, you know not the red. No, <laughs> no red more red. Uh, but yeah, that was exciting. Purple. Um, just trying to wreck my brain if there was anything else I wanted to point out because uh, four days there was a lot going on. There was a lot. I will um I'll I'll segue really quickly and give you time to think because I did, I did want to bring up um some a couple of things that i know people have taken issue with and i encourage that if you had i say complaints and i want to emphasize that if you had complaints about this year's convention it's it's important to address your concerns it's also important to do so in a an effective manner. yes a constructive and effective way that won't automatically get your concerns dismissed um and in star trek convention experiences we have a pinned announcement that has the customer service email that has creation or um yeah creation had asked for feedback specific about the rio property because it's um changing management and everything so there is a specific email for that um but between the two of those I just encourage, I know that there was, we don't need to have the discussion here, but there were concerns about the art and it was confirmed that the art was AI generated, which I'm not an artist. So I was oblivious. I had no idea. I walked around the halls thinking, wow, this art is really cool. There are lots of women featured. There are lots of people of color featured. And then it was pointed out to me, oh, well, the kanji in the, uh, you know, Asian inspired picture with the guy who kind of looks like um, uh, Sulu, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just gibberish. And so that has come up. And I know for me, um, I really prefer to support my friends who are artists and so when it came to like purchasing, like I would have loved to have a shirt that said STLV on it, but I didn't want to buy that knowing that it was AI generated art. There are concerns about the where how that art is made, how that art is sourced, and whether or not it is ethical. And so A, I encourage people to just go out and learn and educate. There's a post in our group about it, but if you had concerns about it, I think you should voice those concerns, but please do so in a constructive way. Like, don't be a jerk because that will not work in any favor. Um, and then well, I be think. A professional. <laughs> yeah. I said be a professional and provide constructive feedback with. Yeah. Maybe what, what, or, you know, my, my thing is like, just don't tell them this was a problem. 
you need to tell them why you think it was a problem and maybe say, what if you, you know, it kind of just like you're helping them and not as much complaining because those get listened to a lot more. And over the years, yeah. we've creation has taken action with our feedback. Yeah. And I, you know, I was really impressed. One of, um, one of my friends who uses a wheelchair had major issues accessing the ADA bathrooms because there were cosplayers in those bathrooms. And look, I understand that people want to change in and out of costumes. Those are the more spacious uh, stalls to change in. But when my friend can't use the bathroom, that is a problem. And look, creation cannot control a public bathroom space. But a solution for that is to say, hey, is there a way that you can perhaps provide like some cosplay changing stalls? And so I have drafted an email where I address that concern. And I do know that creation was very responsive to my friend and said, reach back out about a month before the convention and let's talk about what we can do. But I want to add a voice to that. I want to, I want to add my support and add the fact that it's so easy to just make like a couple little stalls that we can put by what used to be Garrick's tailor shop, which is now just like the costume corner. Um, so that people can go and change and also be changing in, in a place that is more sanitary because I, I don't know, like it's, it's not the most cleanly thing to have to change your cosplay in a bathroom. So there's, there's a problem and there's a solution. And when you can provide a solution that is usually much more positively receptive and will end up with a change than just being upset about things. Um, so that, that is, that, 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 that is my recommendation. And again, we have those emails pinned in the group and the announcements so that you can contact specifically about the event itself or about the Rio. Um, and I gave feedback about the Rio, you know, who knows, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think we all, want to make this convention a better space for everybody. And I know that creation does, does consider our feedback and has made changes over the years. So I just encourage everyone to, to, you know, voice their opinions, but do so in a kind and gracious way. I think the old adage, you get more flies with honey. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so Marina, do we want to start the the sad part where I always? All have right, to say I think we. The... <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that we basically we basically covered most of the things I think that kind of really stuck out. This was overall a, a wonderful event. It was absolutely brilliant to see everyone, and uh, kudos to all the actors who uh, had to navigate the rather, you know, precarious situation of you know, when you're trying to uh, to be there for the fans, but you're limited by the situation. Um, so uh, very much looking forward to next year. And I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I am glad that we're still at Rio because there were talks about moving elsewhere. And um, I still think that, as we said, you know, it's our dump. Hopefully yeah. it's going to be far less <laughs> dumpy next year. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I can't wait to see everyone again. It's just that one very, what feels like very, very brief moment of, of, um, amazing experience. Yeah. So, um, uh, where can folks, uh, find you online? Let's start with Ron. 
That's a good question. I don't, <laughs> I, I'm actually just for a minute going to rewind to, we were talking about the social media aspect. I remember my first couple of conventions, Twitter was huge. Um, and X now is not such a big thing. Um, I am on threads. Um, best way to find me there, I believe is through probably my Instagram. I think they link to it. Um, so my Instagram is Trekker Ron. Um, I'm also on the podcast. Um, the, oh my gosh, my brain is just first. The ConPod um, through the Trek Geeks, <laughs> where we're talking about Star Trek conventions. And of course, in the Star Trek Convention Experiences Facebook group. All right, yeah. Heather, where can people find you? So, same kind of thing. I mean, I, I'm in the Star Trek Convention Experiences group um, and on Facebook that way. Uh, and uh, I think otherwise, the main place that you can find me is probably on the Mission Log Patreon Discord. So you have to pay a dollar. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, listen, I, that space for me um, has become like my go to safe space for talking about Star Trek because uh, the platform formerly known as Twitter is a hell space and it's so negative i don't i do have an account there but i i don't love it um what i find is that on the mission log discord we can have discussions about things that we disagree with without tearing each other down tearing each other apart and i have uh found a community there that i really cherish so that's where i tend to talk about star trek um but yeah, I'm I'm out there, but I would say in the group and on that mission log, I think it's patreon.com slash mission log is our Patreon page. Thank All you, right, uh, Jesse, where can people find you? I am uh, mostly on Facebook. Uh, so if you find me on Facebook, you'll know where to find me on. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I have X. I can't say I use it, but uh <laughs> Uh, I am I am always around. Um, and then uh, just wanted to tell you guys, I am so looking forward to seeing everyone at this convention. Uh, the one year, what the when we were at Bally's, I had to leave after a day due to a dog yeah. emergency. <laughs> I remember so, that. I was so bummed. <laughs> and then last year was not a good uh, time for me, but things are looking up and I am excited. And for those of you listening who will be on the cruise, I will be there this year as well. So looking forward to seeing you. Um, yeah, just find me online. I admin our group, obviously, and then I admin the cruise groups too. Yeah. Um, same deal. I mean, one of the uh, admins of uh, Star Trek Convention Experiences group. Uh, so primarily, I am also mostly on Facebook, like 75% of the time. Um, I do have accounts, uh, you know, Mastodon and blue sky and threads because that all kind of came automatically in the last yeah. several months of situation <laughs> with twitter deteriorated yeah i tend to use the same um handle dracorex uh but it's easiest to, to search for me by my name i mean it's uh, unusual yeah. enough so i should pop up especially if we have uh mutuals somewhere out there in the <laughs> in the cloud void um so um uh, and of course you know you can find shoreleaf also on facebook under our very very long name and at shoreleaf on uh x and uh, i think that's it that's uh thank you everyone for joining us ron heather thank you so much much for joining the discussion this was fun yeah congratulations on uh 90 91 episodes of shore leave we're nine away 
yeah. from a hundred. So I don't know what yeah. y'all are going to do or when you'll get there, but big party. Well, for, for <laughs> us, it might be a couple years, but we'll see. Yeah, well, you know, STLV 60, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's actually, yeah, if we go at the rate that we're going right now, it's probably going to happen for the 60th. <laughs> Hey, that's why they love us because we're not overwhelming. We just come in when we say when our stuff happens. I mean, I love what we do because we totally focus on our family, and and you know, this is what it is. So uh, I'm very happy with it. But you know, Marina and I will chat and see what we can do to spice things up. Now that we, well, I'm going to be selfish just because now I'm going. So we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be asking lots of pointed questions no it's just it's a schedule i unfortunately cannot do thursday to thursday so uh yeah. no cruise for me next year um anyway again thank you very much to our listeners thank you ron thank you heather and uh we'll see you all at whatever next star trek adventure we're all gonna have yes yep. live logs and yeah. prosper save star trek <laughs> prodigy yes <laughs> live long and prosper, everybody. keep tracking everyone <laughs>